Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sunflower Sessions podcast with your host, Hannah Alexis. And today I have a very fun guest named Tessa Caffrey. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm so excited. I was telling all my friends about this and stuff. I was like, you better listen, okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so introduce yourself for anyone who doesn't know you. Um, I'm Tessa. I'm a freshman at Dominican and I've been doing I've been doing plays for a long time I think since I was eight or nine I've loved theater my mom actually does the sets for the plays at Dominican so I've always gotten to like be in that community kind of and I'm doing something for them this year actually which I'm very excited about because of COVID I haven't been able to do much but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I love Hamilton. I love Hamilton. Oh yes, if you don't know Tessa, there's one thing you need to know about her. She loves <laughs> Hamilton, loves Hamilton. That answers one of my questions. What's your favorite musical? <laughs> so. Okay, well besides Hamilton, I have some other ones. Um, okay, yeah. I love Waitress. Waitress and Hamilton are really good. Um, I don't know why, but I love Phantom of the Opera and just, Mm -hmm. it's really so good. amazing I love an anything by Andrew Lloyd Webber he's just amazing of course and uh, let me think oh in the heights obviously because Lin-Manuel Miranda duh <laughs> so talented in the heights is an amazing show if you like Hamilton I do highly suggest in the heights honestly it's I know just I love it so much. Um, and there's a movie coming out of it this year. I know. I was, did you watch on um, the prom, the movie on the prom? The prom? Yes. I did. actually no. I haven't seen it all yet. Why? It's so good. Like oh I'm God. so happy that they're like since like COVID's happening, like they had Hamilton and then they had the prom and they're gonna have way more. I was so excited to see. It. I can't wait to see In the Heights with Anthony. Oh my gosh, Anthony Ramos is an amazing performer and actor. I know. <laughs> the entire cast of Hamilton is amazing. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, agreed, agreed. So um, I guess my first question for you is, um, how do you continue to study musical theater, whether that be like your singing aspect, dance, acting, how, how does that work from home? Even though you um, do in person with everything. <laughs> well, First, I would, well, because I also am very interested in comedy, and I really want to be a comedian, um, I have been watching, like, old comedy shows, like, Whose Line Is It Anyway, Saturday Night Live, like, I have, like, all access to all of the seasons, so I've been watching those, and I've just been, like, like, there's this amazing school, sorry, my camera moved, called Second City and a bunch of amazing comedians went there and like they had some online like shows and classes so I did some of that and then I also like have a Spotify play playlist of like songs that I would like like to sing even though like we're in quarantine and I would just like make my mom like leave <laughs> or like make her put on because <laughs> I hate hearing like but she's like I heard you singing and I'm like and I get embarrassed <laughs> but I would always like sing I have a list on my Spotify and it's just like songs I would love to sing and I always sing them and try and like hit the notes and like try and like keep myself going. That's really cool. 
So you you mentioned comedy, and I know you're one of the few people I know, I think, who have articulated, like, comedy is, like, the thing that you want to do. So are there any comedians yeah. you look up to and, like, go to for Um. Well, to, well, someone I really do look up to is Tina Fey. She's just amazing in everything she does. She's an amazing writer, which is also something I want to do is, like, write mm. um, stuff like TV shows, like that. And then, let me think. I love Amy Poehler. Um, someone who I think I really love is Bill Hader for a couple of reasons, because he has been really open about having anxiety and like mental health and that's something i've really struggled with since i was like six (laughs) so like it's just amazing to see someone like i think he was talking about this one time when he um was on saturday night live and he was about to go on and he was having a panic attack but he was still able to keep up his character and like Mm -hmm. still able i think it was like a stefan segment I love Stefan. Oh, the Stefan segments. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a, and there was a, and there was one of them, and he was like, and like he, and like his friends like trying to coach him through it, but like at the same time he's also like breaking into laughter because of how funny it is, and that's like, and it was kind of cool to see him like, like having like laughter relieve his panic attacks, which was like, yeah. it was like nice to see someone be so open about it. But Absolutely. I'm also inspired by like so many women as well like tina tiffany haddish i love her more than anything (laughs) that's really cool um do you prefer i have a question actually about um snl you said you watch a lot of snl do you watch a lot of new snl old snl or just a mix of everything (laughs) um i do that's hard okay new snl i do like it but i but like I love, I can't remember which seasons, but like around season 30, mm-hmm. I think it was 31, like when they had Fred Armisen and like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and like Seth Meyers and Bill Hader and like all of those people. Those are the seasons I always like go back to and watch because mm-hmm. they're just so funny. And then also watch the old episodes with like Eddie Murphy. I love him so much. He's so funny. um and then will ferrell is just amazing as well like there's so many (laughs) there are so many great people who have been on snl throughout the years but i know eddie murphy's a comedic legend like i know i I remember like what was so cool was like i think he was like he got to host the show while he was still like i mean if I was another cast member, kind of sad, but like, <laughs> if right. I was like another cast member, I'd be like a little ticked off, but like, he's so also, amazing. I and like, he was, yeah. And he's like the youngest person. And I was like, I want to be, I want to be a female Eddie Murphy and be like one of the youngest people in us <laughs> Yes, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, um, do you, would you, are you also interested in continuing musical theater or do you think you would like to just head down a, a comedy route or do like a bit of everything and just be like you know? um I want to do a little bit of everything like yeah, <laughs> like because like, people like I love watching late night shows and like I love how like some of them like um Jimmy Fallon and like James Corn like yeah. they mix all of that together and that's what I love and I love how like James Corn like you have to have him in every single like 
um, musical or like he's always hosting the Tonys, but he's mm-hmm. also doing comedy and he's also like hosting his own late night show. And like, that was so amazing because like, I just love to have a little bit of everything. Oh, absolutely. And James Corden is a really good example of that. He has been in so many movie musicals. I he's know. Comedy. He does. He has his own late night show. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. he really does have a great mixture of like, all of these things and he incorporates it in his shows and his movies. It's, it's really great to see. Um, so I guess another question I have is what is something new you have learned about either comedy or musical theater from being at home or during quarantine? Um, I love, um, let's see, something I've learned is that like, even like when I'm like either like sad or like tired or like just bored of being at home, I just turn it in. I just turn it in funny and I always make my laugh and she's like I guess I'm because I make her laugh so much and I'm going crazy but like I literally like I think I've learned how to like turn any like bad situation to like something funny maybe which I love being able to do yeah and that really is like a gift when you think about it there are many people who aren't that gifted to just take a sad moment and make it like lighthearted somehow or find some way to get through that. And comedy is a really effective way, um, I think. So that's really cool, Tessa. (laughs) So comedically, do you think you would prefer to do like, um, what's it called? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Stand up? Stand up comedy, that's what it was, thank you so much. (laughs) Would you prefer to do like stand up or would you prefer, prefer prefer to do something that's more like a show like who's like um I I same thing I love doing both but um probably I would love to like be with like like I could probably do my own thing I have done my own thing before but I think I would also love to be like in a group and do sketches because like I love sketch comedy it's so funny and like you can just take the most hilarious ideas and just make it into a sketch like, that's what I love about Saturday Night Live and, like, other shows like that. It's mm-hmm. just so funny. Yeah, I know. And, oh, my gosh, sketch comedy is really, really funny. If you, like, it needs to land right, though. That's why I have a lot of respect for people yeah. who write for sketch comedy. Because I feel like you have to definitely, in your mind, think about, oh, is this a thing that only I'm going to find funny? Or is this funny yeah. to, like... you know because sometimes the audience may or may not get a joke and you have to be conscious yeah that's like my biggest fear is like the like even with stand-up comedy that like they won't get the joke or something right you have to explain it and that's just awkward exactly oh my gosh I have a question actually because I know like you're a theater person but also a comedian so have you ever watched Bo Burnham and his, um, he has a movie on Netflix of him singing. Yes. And it's amazing. He is. <laughs> oh my God. I just love, like, there's so many people. Like, I love watching even, like, smaller creators on TikTok talking about it. And, like, they'll compare, like, I think there was, like, one girl. And she was just making an account about, like, Hamilton, my favorite musical. And she would mix it into comedy. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, this one. And she was, like... It was like, she was singing Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. And then she was like going like, I rely on Angelica. While she's alive, we tell your story. And then then she goes into talking about how she knew that the 
the whole time that she was having a crush on Alexander. She's like, I knew you thought I was dumb, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm that dumb girl. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. I feel like TikTok, even though I'm not on TikTok personally, I feel like there is a lot of talent and a lot of different artists or like oh yeah tiktok and everything like i haven't seen as many like i've seen very funny videos like from tiktok but i haven't seen as many like i don't know i guess traditional like comedy but really it has to evolve somehow so i guess that's what it's doing yeah. right now with tiktok and social media so yeah that is yes, really cool. i feel like tiktok is like is like the app where like people like where like it gives everyone a chance to like you could like blow up overnight which i think is crazy but at the same time like it's just like tiktok is just crazy so you like you really never know <laughs> exactly it it could be the silliest thing or it could be like the thing that you're like oh yes this person's very talented let's lift them up but it could also yeah. be like let's watch this funny video of a baby falling like three times <laughs> baby <laughs> falling yeah it could be so many different things i mean for instance, have you heard about like the Ratatouille TikTok musical? Yes, it was amazing. Like, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you watch it? Yes, you... I paid the I paid the money and I watched it. It was amazing. Girl, I didn't do that. And I love Wayne Brady, but I did not do that. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, I did it because I love Tyus Burgess. And I was like, yes, and Titus I was like Burgess. on TikTok. I like downloaded it right when like the first um person came out like making like that like cool songs and like I think it was like amazing how like they turned it into something amazing for like the actors fund yes I, that's what I really liked about it actually was how they really didn't just say hey pay us a bunch of money and <laughs> for us to do the show but it went to like the actors fund people who aren't getting paid right now because of yeah. coronavirus and everything going on I thought that was amazing too it's really cool how different performers and things are trying to find ways to give and find ways to help people during this time because you know I'm we talked I talked about this on a different podcast but some Broadway performers are being brought to like shows like Law and Order SVU and all of these other shows yeah Broadway performers but that's mainly for people who like have a name that's not just for, yeah like, like it's not for like everyone it's only for the people who are like like really up there like that like everyone would know exactly like I've seen like even Oblazada was on it and I'm like that's great like Alex <laughs> Brightman that's great but what about like ensemble members like Darius Barnes yeah these other people who are in the ensemble so it's really cool to see that there are performers stepping up and saying hey we're doing this please donate there are people who need money to live right now <laughs> it's yeah and i saw there's this actor and he i think he was in like the book of mormon mm -hmm. and he was an ensemble member and like a swing i think and during quarantine he started doing these i feel like i sent one was like he does the quick changes and it's like when their mics are off versus when their mics are on yes. and like he blew up on tiktok and i follow him <laughs> and then he was <laughs> in the tiktok musical and like he's doing so much yes. i love him i think his name's oh, jj and i love him <laughs> same oh my gosh <laughs> uh, i've been watching those videos on his instagram for like the past few days and i'm just like, i know he's so amazing talented like he's funny but also he can legit sing like he's an actual i know 
which is really, really cool. And I was so happy to see that. Just one day my friend sent it to me and I was like, where has this been? This almost completely <laughs> get TikTok. Like it was this close. I nearly just got it so I could follow him on TikTok. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it TikTok has been an interesting way of getting creative people uh, or just funny people or people who want to post things to just like have that platform. Yeah. It's like, here you go. The algorithm is intriguing. I was watching videos about it and how really like- Oh, the algorithm though. <laughs> that algorithm though. Girl. <laughs> it's something else I'm still trying to figure it out but it's really interesting to see how oh let me not use the word interesting I'm trying to get myself out of the habit of doing that it's very, <laughs> it's very captivating to see that's how, a good word there we go captivating, captivating. <laughs> to see how many people are getting these platforms that they didn't have before where they can sing where they can dance and become famous or viral and all of these things so it's yeah. really really cool um now my next question I have is what changes do you want to see in either musical theater or the comedic world oh I have a lot of opinions about that <laughs> but um I think it's that for theater I have a lot of opinions because I think there's this thing and this is why I I never really did plays at like big companies there's mm -hmm. this thing and I know you know about this, of favoritism. Oh, favoritism in theater is way too <laughs> I know, it's like so controversial, but it's so true. <laughs> Whatever I do, like, it's like favoritism is real. Uh, <laughs> and I just feel like, like, yes, it's good for that, like, cup, those couple of kids that I see in every play, but... <laughs> I feel like they're not giving like more people chances to like show their talent and show like all of that and like they don't have like they don't get to like explore it like at these plays I did this amazing company like not to bash them or anything but always gave me like a role that was primarily singing and I was so grateful for that but I never got the chance to like go into the dancing and ensemble side of it or I never got the chance like I did do act a lot of acting but like their roles that they gave me were like primarily like singing and song roles so mm -hmm. I never got the chance to like go into the dancing and ensemble side so I don't know how skilled I'm going to be at that so I have to like so if I go into an audition and be like oh you need me to be an ensemble okay <laughs> right I honestly think ensemble is one of the hardest parts of the show but I but with yeah. that being said, I think everyone deserves a chance to be that lead character, to be the side character, to be yeah. like everything. Because I don't think people fully realize what favoritism does to the kids who don't get the roles. It really- Oh yeah, definitely. I've seen like many of my friends who did theater who have just decided to stop doing theater altogether because they figure- I know, I was like, like I started having like really bad anxiety attacks and I never knew why and like it caused me to stop doing theater and like that would be like my go-to reason like it, like because I couldn't tell like kids my age like oh it's just because I have really bad anxiety I would just be like oh you know the favoritism right and I don't like how it is very much evident 
but it's kind of unsaid. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable because it's like, you all know the same exact girl gets this part every single time. And we're all just like, okay with that? Because I'm not. Yeah. Like, that's why I personally don't have like a theater. Like people say, I'm a this kid. I'm a this theater kid. Like depending on which theater you choose to do shows at. I like doing shows everywhere because I'm, yeah. I don't have a theater home, sis. Like, Y'all all I got know you like I know kids who like have that theater home that like that's yeah. where they're that's where everything and I'm just like it's only because they're afraid to audition somewhere else that won't accept them and put them in a role definitely definitely the why they have a theater home so that they can get nice with those people get the roles there and call it a day but girl if you definitely. try to audition and I feel like that and I feel like in like in like big in like the bigger picture that's gonna make them like like if they go to New York and they don't get treated that same way it's gonna hurt a whole lot more exactly like pre-casting is one thing that is just gonna hurt the child more than help them always like there should always be an audition process if you're just given roles they're not gonna know the audition process they're not gonna know that pressure that everyone else goes through into like oh I don't know if this mm -hmm. person will like me if you know the person already likes you like I have yeah. had theater experiences where like I'm over here auditioning and they're they're saying oh this role's already filled and I'm like did they audition though and it did I they know I assume not and you know it's a big problem in theater and I don't really, I know how to combat that. Like if I'm in that position, like I'm not going to have favorites. That's ridiculous. But yeah, I'm not in that position. And for many different reasons, like we don't get to see new people. Also with like a lot of theaters, what I'm realizing is how they communicate to different areas. Because it's Definitely. often what I find people who are in like middle class, who like, you know, have all of I the opportunities and they're always- I know what you're talking about. Like, it's just- so crazy because like I wanted to do I'm not gonna name a company but like I wanted to do plays at a certain company and like like the um the casting like camp it was like a camp thing was like five hundred dollars and I'm like I don't know like how I know that I can like pay to do that every single summer like right. and I can't imagine because there's like so many talented kids out there but because like theater camps and um like I'm trying to think what I'm trying to say like like going to New York or something mm -hmm. like that costs a lot of money exactly. and because theater like has like it does cost money <laughs> it does yeah. cost a lot of money to like get trained that's what I was looking for mm -hmm. the training that goes into theater oh, absolutely I wish it would like be like I guess let's like elitist in that way I guess I could say because I just know that there are like so many people who have amazing talent like I've met people who have amazing talent but they don't have that much money they can't showcase their talents as much as people who like have the money for the training and have the money for like doing all the theater camps and doing all and going to New York and stuff absolutely and Honestly, even in the professional world of theater, 
the amount that tickets cost. I'm so happy Hamilton is as successful as it is, but those ticket prices are not. Oh right. my gosh. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know you can do that because you're Hamilton, but also there are tons and tons of people who would love to see your show who cannot. I know. I didn't see it for a long time. Like, well, yeah. because, well, okay, to be fair, <laughs> like, it didn't, like, because when I first, like, was interested in the show, like, it was, like, I didn't have enough money to, like, fly there because I got my whole family obsessed and they all wanted to see it. Right. So, like, then now we have to fly the whole family out to go, and then we have to pay all that money for tickets. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I did not do that. <laughs> right, and I understand, like, oh, my goodness theater just the way that theater is set up it's so like you said it's elitist there's only a certain class of people and up who can really go to see theater let alone get the training to do theater be in shows be in theater camps and i don't think the kids who do this fully realize that like you are blessed to be able to do this like again like you said doing plays every summer playing like extreme like extremely high amount of prices to just be on stage and not even know really if you're gonna be like the like if you're gonna be say eliza and my fair lady or if you're gonna be like i don't know of uh, other musical characters and stuff you, know <laughs> I mean? you don't know and you're paying that much but also it's it's just crazy because even the initial audition is kind of biased in who gets the alerts about this and also the location of where the auditions are in a place where people like or have multiple auditions so more you can access more people and meet with more people because otherwise I feel like you're just keeping it for one group of people and one group of people only and that's not okay yes are there any other like changes you want to see in theater also like about like who is shown on stage and things like that or like how the um well yes I'm bringing up Hamilton again but when I saw it (laughs) I saw like I just thought it was an it was amazing to see such diversity on stage because not just in like skin color and ethnicity but also size because like growing up I never saw like bigger people on stage I always saw like very skinny people and like I always well am I gonna have to be skinny to be on stage am I gonna have to be like if I'm gonna have am I gonna have to be this size to do this so like seeing and like when I saw it on I can't remember I think it was oh it was good it was I think the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year even though they couldn't have a parade um it was nice to see them like like not being like like very like not very skinny and like they were all like they had like I don't I don't know how to explain it, but like they had like a bigger physique, I guess, or like, or like a bigger body, and like nice to see that. Like not only in like one of them, because when I saw them, like one of them was Latina, like me, and like one of them was black, and one of them was Asian, which like and like they're playing sisters. 
which is amazing, but to also see them being different sizes as well. So then little girls like of all shapes and sizes and races can be like, oh, that's me, I'm up there. Exactly, oh my goodness. They're, I'm so disappointed in how behind we are in theater, <laughs> like in terms of showing just people as they are. Like I think about um, Ali Stroker who was the first person to ever be on Broadway in a wheelchair and how she's also was the second person. And that was years apart from when she made her Broadway debut. And I'm just thinking like, how is this still the only person? <laughs> like, and I don't understand why people just think if it's something different that it's going to set them back or they're yeah. gonna have to rethink how they do this thing. And I don't think it is that that person's different. I think it's that your thought was your default's white, able-bodied, and skinny. And I think that's because that's your default and how you see people and who you want in a show. And I think that's more so the problem than a person being different or like being a different size. Yeah. Different it's more so how you're thinking about it, Mr. Casting Director person, you know? <laughs> like Mr. Ormuses, because we're going to get into that too. There should be more female directors and producers, but- um, should yeah. be there are just so many things that I feel like are so behind but then again knowing theater's origins it's not surprising why there are issues with it definitely like, so yeah um yeah I still go back to the time when like when because we're reading um what's it called we're about to start reading Hamlet and we were talking about like theater back in Shakespeare's time and like how like like women couldn't even be on stage so like the fact that like we have women is even crazy because right. of how crazy their origins were absolutely it is and how like everything yeah. tragedy apparently <laughs> right oh my gosh the tragedies <laughs> everyone was just so dramatically sad <laughs> that's what everyone wanted all the different ways to be sad but <laughs> All the different ways to be sad. A book on Shakespeare tragedies. Tessa <laughs> Caffrey. All the different ways to be depressed. Literally. Oh my gosh. Um, so other questions I have is, if you could do anything else in theater or comedy besides actually performing, what would you want to do? Writing, definitely. Mm -hmm. I love, I would love to write like a comedy musical and like have like everything. <laughs> I can see you doing that. Oh my gosh. And it'll be amazing. Like when you think about theater, it, it hasn't, well, I won't say it hasn't been like that. Theater, like musicals in general still have funny aspects, no matter what the subject matter is. Yeah. And it's not the same as it was when it was like in the 30s and 40s, where it was like they were called musical comedies because they were like commenting on the people at the times, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, President so and so, isn't he ridiculous? Ha ha ha. And then you'd have to write a new musical the next week because that's not relevant anymore. Like <laughs> but a news musical. We would have a news yeah. musical. <laughs> A news musical, yes. <laughs> and it just updates constantly. <laughs> oh my Definitely. gosh. That's very cool. Like Saturday Night Live, but with music. Okay, oh, do that. So basically a John Mulaney episode of SNL. Yeah. <laughs> has to do a musical episode, a musical sketch. But his musical episodes are like iconic. 
They are lobster diners. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. All of them are my favorite. Like most of my favorite SNL sketches are John Mulaney. I'm not even gonna lie, because my goodness, the lobster diner sketch was absolutely lobster diner was iconic. No, my favorite is probably bodega the bodega one in the bathroom. <laughs> Bodega bathroom. Oh my gosh, that one's really good too. <laughs> it was like a Saint. You know, my favorite part was like the Saint Mary Persian candle. Oh and my god. Oh. It was so yeah. funny. It's so funny. So if you don't know what we're talking about, um, please watch this. John Mulaney is a comedian and he, he was on SNL. He had a He was a writer for a long time, but this was like his he was hosting. Yeah. Exactly. So he was hosting this time and he decided to do a sketch about um, these two guys at a diner and one guy just asks if he can have lobster at a diner and then all of who a sudden, does that that's the thing oh. it's like the who does that who would do that? Who that exactly and so then they just pull in keenan thompson dressed as a lobster but a jean valjean lobster like <laughs> from les mis and they just parody les mis the entire time and then that one was that. so fine that one was the original like and it just oh. keeps on getting bigger and bigger each yes. time he hosts every time oh, like <laughs> and like he was just a writer on SNL and basically it was crazy because like they had him host once mm -hmm. and then that one got great views and then they would have him host exactly. every year now they have him host every year now there's a John Mulaney show every year now and yes. it's awesome it's an annual thing it is tradition it's an annual thing now because <laughs> it was so good that explains so much though about like the writing. I was a writer on SNL. Sometimes I can really tell. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but sometimes I'm like, that sounds like Mulaney wrote this and I'm happy. <laughs> that makes me love it even more. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell that it's him. Yes, exactly. And even he had a uh, special on Netflix. It was called, uh, what was it? John I know Mulaney. what you're lunch bunch i think that's what it was called yes i know what you're talking about he had the kids show theme but also they're singing and then they just bring in like odd like the broadway performer who originated the role of the Wiz and hermes and hadestown <laughs> andre de shields and i'm just like this man has my heart like he just he, you tell he also that's what i want to be i want to be like john mulaney mixed with like james corden mixed with like a woman <laughs> like I'm a woman, woman. <laughs> I want to be like the woman version of like John Mulaney or something. Yes, or like oh James Corden. I love them so much. All <laughs> their work is all phenomenal in their own ways. Like they're so different, but they have their own voices and they really know who they are. I feel like they know they know who they are as people and know what makes them laugh, and they really just like amplify that and really just no, put it on blast and I'm like this yes exactly um so we're coming close to the end of our time but my question is um what is oh no I asked that question let's see <laughs> ask because you really were really good about answering um all of my questions but I guess um you I know you want to pursue a career in this so what do you think what steps are you going to take to continue moving towards being a comedian and doing musical theater? Um, well, I really do want to focus on comedy because it's so hard to like 
become like famous and such because it's really just a hit or miss you could like be like performing at a comedy club for like 10 20 years and then like you're like 40 and you're like close to getting up and then boom or like you could just or like people could really like you and you could be like doing it in like your 20s it's very like unpredictable is the word so what I really want to do is like probably move somewhere well I mean like right now like in New Orleans is actually a really good place because I do know work home like some comedy places and like places to study but I do want to go to like study it more maybe go to like shows and like learn from people and then just like collaborate with other people who are interested and like know what they want to do and then like maybe when like I'm playing maybe like once I'm comfortable with that and maybe like a little bit like better then maybe I would do like write like comedy mixed with like musical things oh absolutely I think that first step is definitely just finding your community and saying hey I want to work on this project together I want to do a musical comedy (laughs) (laughs) a musical comedy you know it's actually a really good show that like has music and like stuff like that. I've been watching this show. I think it's called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And like there, I love that show. Alex Noel. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. To Alex Noel. But like, it's like a show and like it has a serious plot line, but it also makes it comedy. And it also has like all the amazing show-stopping numbers. And it's amazing. Yes. Oh my goodness. That, and I always bring it back to this, but Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, I actually have not watched it. I've only watched clips of it. I need to watch it. <laughs> but Hi, you got excited. I thought you liked it, but. I'm so sorry. I love Alex Newell. Oh my goodness, my mic keeps falling. I'm so oh yeah, sorry. her, yeah, she's, yeah. she's amazing. Alex <laughs> Newell is amazing. I actually love the cast and Skylar Aston's in it as well. Like, you have two amazing people. You have a, there are more people. I just don't know everyone's name, but my goodness, <laughs> I need to watch that show. But when you said <laughs> that musical mix with like comedy stuff, I thought of Glee again. I can't, I never I know, same. Like when I was saying that, I was like, I don't want to say Glee. I don't want to say Glee, but Glee. <laughs> but Glee. I don't think people fully registered that at first, that it, it was like a mockumentary <laughs> type of deal. Like it was kind of like. Hey, yeah, like. I can't I used to be obsessed with it but I stopped watching it because I got so much secondhand embarrassment that that's so true like I only so true with that show like I can name like so many moments where I'm just like 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 that's what I would do I would just like you know I can't watch it I would have to like turn it off it's always for me it's always like end of season three for some reason I'm just like oh I felt that too much I'm good now we gotta stop yeah there was like oh my gosh there was this one and he was like and like will schuster and he was like you're all in minorities because Ooh. you're in the clean cup don't no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not and I was like no no, no. He said, you're all minorities. You're in the glee club. No, just just no. No, sometimes Sue really did make sense. When I rewatched the show. I know. Like, Sue isn't the bad guy here trying to get Will fired. (laughs) I mean, he's 
sang endlessly. No, like, I used to be like, I loved um, like, and you can just find something bad about each character, and you're just like, well, they're not perfect. And that that's true too. Like, <laughs> they're, they're like just, I feel like they just took like a basic character and just like hit freaking like expand on that. Just go go to the highest. <laughs> Exactly, they take the smallest things and make it the most extreme thing ever. Oh my gosh, what was it? Britney Spears, when she's like, I'm scared because we have the same name. Britney S. Spears and Britney Spears. I was like, girl, what is this? No, whenever I think of that, I always think of Rachel. Like, I could kind of relate to her until she would just go and go on and just... Girl, I like I was like I was trying to like you Rachel I was gonna give like, you a chance I try I try every time I rewatch Glee I'm expecting somehow that she's better and she never is so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that but like I, I I honestly do love the comedy that is present within Glee but um I watch it for the music straight up I would need to hear Mercedes sing beautiful Amber Riley. Mercedes is like my character. I love her so much. Yes, and she deserved better because she never had a solo at, like she deserves better, okay? Better. Even Will Schuster play favorites. Mm -hmm. Like well, we know I know he loved Rachel, but like you could have gone way farther with Mercedes. Didn't you like go on tour with Beyonce or something at the end of the show? Yes. Exactly. Like she she was going places like i guess rachel was too but <laughs> but rachel also was in funny girl on broadway and left after like, yeah because she got a tv show and i'm like girl what are you doing and then why like, would you leave your like dream for like a tv show that was so a out of TV show. it was so out of character i was just like she really said that's this is when great. i was just like why though Honestly, and on uh, one thing that I wish was done better was how they handled the new, like, students who were in Glee Club. They didn't handle like at the end them. or like with like Marlon. Um, both. Like, I mean, Marley's group was better than the end group, and I actually like Spencer. I like Jane. I like Mason. Like, come on. I hated that end group. Like the only person I liked, I forgot her name, but there was like one person I liked. <laughs> I Well, I understand that. Some of them kind of talk like robots, not even gonna lie, but <laughs> Laura Dreyfus was there and she originated Zoe Murphy and Dear Van Hansen, so good for True. her. True. But like, oh, there are so many people I rewatch Glee and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like famous now, like Phineas, Billie Eilish's brother on Glee. I was just like, that's too much for me. That's too much for me. I know, me. but now I can't even watch it without crying because then I start thinking about Naya Rivera and like Corey oh, no. and like I just start bawling. I know, and I was rewatch. I I never watched rewatch the quarterback episode because if I die young makes me cry every time and it makes it even sadder. I, know, I can't like no. I'm y'all no no. If you haven't watched Glee, please watch Glee. Like I will say it again. I will suggest it every episode <laughs> please watch glee it is an amazing show um so we are pretty much we actually went overtime but you know that's what happens when it's tessa and i having a conversation 
this about- is very true exactly oh my gosh you need to come back so we can like rate our favorite comedians or something and do something definitely like yeah um but anyways that is pretty much the end of our podcast is there anything um you're doing anything you want to like promote that you are doing into the world um actually we're gonna start rehearsals let me look at let me look at the dates but at my school dominican we're doing an instant theater which is like our talent show every year but it's the musical because we can't so we're gonna have a musical mixed with the instant theater let me find the dates but it's gonna be very exciting we are and I'm going to be forming for performing, I think, first burn with some of my friends, <laughs> which yes. I'm very excited about. And uh, I know it's the 16th and 17th of April. And then there's another one that I can't remember. Um, there's a first weekend and a second weekend, but and I might be doing a solo. I don't know yet. And I might be doing comedy. We just we just figured this out this week that we were having it. So, oh wait, okay, I found it. It's April 9th, 10th, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Okay, but yeah. I will be performing there with some of my friends and maybe doing something solo. <laughs> Don't know. Yes, please text me this too because I would love to be there. Is it in person or online? Both. They're gonna have like, they're gonna have like um. They're gonna have socially distanced seating and then also a live performance. Okay, I'm. I yes, I'll be there because <laughs> I want to see you. I haven't seen you forever, but um, um, that is pretty much the end of our podcast. I have actually one thing to promote. I am actually an ambassador for a dancewear company, R6 Dancewear. I saw it. <laughs> so if you get a chance, their Instagram is at R6 Dancewear. You can use the code Hannah15 if you want to buy some new leotards, rehearsal skirts. Ooh, she got a code. <laughs> yes, I got a code. So please yes, use it. the influencer. So please use it. <laughs> So anyways, that's the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Tessa, for being a guest. Thank you for having me. I miss you. I miss you too. Um, So you can follow us on Instagram at thesunflower.sessions. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.